Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Hello, Cosmos Country, and welcome back to another edition of First Team Podcast. I am your host, John Frashante. The New York Cosmos have returned to professional soccer. They have competed this past weekend in the first match in the Nisa Independent Cup against the new boys on the block, New Amsterdam FC. That match ended in a 1-1 draw. Very exciting match, but then again, a very disappointing match because the Cosmos uh, scored first in the first half thanks to a free kick from a goalie and um, a really great free kick, and that probably will be the goal of the season, if not goal of the tournament in the Nisa Independent Cup for our region. And then in uh, late in the match, in uh, stoppage time in, in the second half, uh, New Amsterdam FC, they did uh, equalize, and uh, that was it. And the final whistle was blown, and it ended 1-1. Cosmos, New Amsterdam, draw one apiece. I am joined this week by New York Cosmos midfielder Danny Satella and Cosmos club historian Dr. David Kilpatrick to discuss the Cosmos' return to professional soccer in the National Independent Soccer Association. So, first off, let's hear from New York Cosmos midfielder Danny Satella. Danny, um, thanks for joining me on this week's episode. How did it feel to captain the New York Cosmos uh, in the return to professional soccer in the Nisa Independent Cup, you know it. It always feels feels great. Uh, if it's in the NPSL or or professionally, you know you're representing the Cosmos and you know, you're going out there and, and leading the boys. So uh, unfortunately, we we got a tie yesterday. Uh, this quarter late goal, but uh, it's a learning process for us. You know, obviously this year's been a little crazy. Um, you know, when we started trainings, we couldn't train together. A lot of new faces on the team, so it's it's a progress. But you know, these uh, next two games will be very important to continue to to improve as a team, work together, learn the system for for the new guys, and uh, get ready for the season opener. New Amsterdam FC they had a very high quality of play in their first uh, professional match. So uh, were you shocked at their quality? No, I think you know they they had a lot of guys that you know when we were training before before we closed down for COVID. There's a lot of guys that that were in training uh, with the Cosmos. Um, and then COVID happened and, you know, uh, things changed, you know, they ended up signing with them, uh, with NAFC. Um, but listen, they're, they're a professional team, you know, um, you know, we didn't play to the best of our capability. I think, you know, uh, you know, we, we didn't show ourselves as, as good as we, we could have, but again, for us, that was our first game. So you know, we, we take it as a positive. You know, it was a tie. Obviously, we wanted we wanted to win and get the three points to start off the the tournament. But you know, we're going to continue continue to work, and we're only going to get better as a, as a team. Eric Winalda, U.S. soccer legend, uh, is signed on to be the head coach of uh, New Amsterdam FC. So, uh, are you sort of uh, worried about that uh, uh, that rivalry there with a very experienced uh, man in Eric Winalda? No, I mean, listen, every coach. Uh, you know, has a different system. Every coach coaches differently. Um, you know, Eric, I, I met a couple of times, you know, good guy, but, you know, we, we have Carlos and we have all the confidence in Carlos as, as players, you know. We, we're trying to play the same system the Cosmos have been playing f- uh, for years. And, 
listen, Carlos is a great coach too, and I can see him one day coaching at a at the highest level. So you know, it, it's a great signing for for NASD, um, but you know, where we have a great coach that that we love and that loves his players and and does everything that that a coach should do um, in order for players to to improve on and off the field. For the build-up for Nisa for the Independent Cup for the fall season coming up soon in August, um, there's all that talk about what the league will be about, who will join the league, what member clubs, what players, and now we sort of have seen the first match, and yeah, it's just in the Independent Cup, but um, what are your initial thoughts now with playing that first match in the league? I mean, listen, the league, the league I think, has the right model. You know, um, They want to give independent clubs an opportunity to play at the highest level in this country. Obviously, there's a lot of closed doors with, with MLS and, and USL and, you know, obviously the NESL, you know, still being in the in the, in the lawsuit with, with US, U.S. soccer, you know. So I think this is a great opportunity for for soccer in this country to grow and give players, young players, and, and even some older guys, you know, opportunities to play and, and showcase themselves. So, you know, Yesterday was the first game. Obviously, this year again has been crazy, and things had to change. But you know, hopefully, with this virus, it, it goes away by by the end of this year, and, and next year it's going to be looking a lot different and more more professional than than what's been going on due to to COVID. You know, I think everywhere, you know, you see MLS, they're in a bubble. You know, it's not professional, but that's what they have to do to in order to. To play you know so i think we just got to continue to stay positive you know stay safe uh on and off the field make sure we're following all protocols off the field to to make sure that that nothing happens so so we can continue the rest of this season so finally danny uh, what would be your message uh, going into more independent cup matches and the fall portion of the nisa season to cosmo supporters to the cosmo supporters uh you know i saw some stuff on twitter and and, and, you know, they were disappointed we didn't get the win. But, mm-hmm. you know, they got to understand that for us as players, we were locked down inside for, for two and a half months, three months, not being able to, to train the way we were supposed to train. Now we're finally training full. You know, we've played our first first game, and I think since since our last NPSL game in California, which was almost a year ago, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to take, take some time. But, you know, once we get these games under our belt is when you get back into rhythm and, and things will just just get better. On the broadcast, they said that uh, you guys had over thirty uh, training sessions from when you guys were allowed to get back into training and uh, until the first match. So, is that true? And uh, if it is, um, I guess you guys will be more prepared now for for the season because I don't think any other club in Nisa has trained that long. Because I know LA Force uh, in Nisa, I don't think they have a squad together yet. You can sort of see the different. Uh, the different uh, clubs and what level they're at. Yeah, I mean, how many training sessions exactly? I don't know. Um, when we first started training, uh, there was only four or five guys in a group training. So, I mean, you can call it training, but it was more of trying to get just some fitness back of soccer fitness. Um, but you know, we weren't training every day at the beginning. Um, now we're we're training we're training full uh, with the whole team for the past you know three and a half weeks, four weeks. Um, but it still takes time, you know, where there's a lot of new guys on the team. You have to gel. Um, you know, obviously guys are all the new guys are coming from different systems and, you know, it takes time to, to gel with each other, to, to learn the system that that we play here in New York. So, I mean, we just got to continue working on that, you know, 
obviously the team, the players, the staff, everyone's doing a great job following protocols. We have no positive uh, cases on the team. We haven't had any any concerns. So as long as we're doing that right, we can continue to train and, and progress to, to being the best team that we can be. David, um, the New York Cosmos, they returned to professional soccer this past weekend in the first derby match against New Amsterdam FC. Um, it's always great to see the Cosmos play professional soccer once again. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Of course, it was a 1-1 draw, but uh, if you take the result out of the equation here, just to sit back uh, and just watch the New York Cosmos play professional soccer, I think that's an achievement in itself. It was it was really fun. It was a real delight. Um, obviously, what happened in the 91st minute kind of was like a, a, a wet blanket on everything. Uh, but uh, still, no doubt to uh, have have a game to watch um, and, and have something to look forward to in Cosmos Country was uh, was a real treat to say the least. And for for us to be able to watch a Cosmos game in 2020 in and of itself is a victory. I don't know if you saw in in the second half, uh, New Amsterdam FC, they put a new goalkeeper in, uh, and that goalkeeper is, I think, their majority owner that owns Fruit Street, which is a healthcare company and their main uh, shirt sponsor there at New Amsterdam FC, Um, but he was in goal, so I don't think you see that often in professional soccer, a professional soccer club putting their owner uh, in the match. No, you know, and what's funny about that is that I recognize him. I'm pretty sure I played against him at some point um, when he came on. I didn't realize he was one of the owners, but I was also really upset because uh, their starting goalkeeper was Mohamed Kaida from Mercy College. So um, I know him really well. Um, he played uh, with the, the Mercy College club uh, with us, and uh, he's quite an intense competitor. So uh, a lot of other students were texting me back and forth. Uh, right at the start of the game, they were, uh, you know, they were bragging up their classmate to say the least. And uh, so I was really happy to to, to see him get that uh, opportunity. Um, was nervous that he was going to have a shutout, but oh my word, uh, Ansia Goli's free kick goal was just insane. I really didn't think it was Muhammad's fault, um, but uh, yeah, when he didn't come out in the second half, I was uh, shocked. Um, and, you know, uh, nothing against Lawrence Gerard. I just would have liked to have seen us really challenge the heck out of him. Um, but, you know, in many ways, he was kind of the hero with that long punt. So um, a strange move, to say the least. But uh, like I said, it's one of those things. There were so many familiar faces um, on that New Amsterdam side. And, uh, and, 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 you know, again, it's like, where did I play against that guy? One of those types of types of things. And. The whole event, in many ways, was uh, to me a very uh, strong reminder of how incredibly deep the talent pool is in the greater Metro New York area. Um, you know, we it, we really should be at a point where we've got four, five, six, seven uh, professional teams. However many, you know, I, there's just so many talented players that really deserve the opportunity to play professionally. Um, but yeah, you don't expect to see an owner come in, but you're not going to make me, uh, you're not going to get me into anybody shaming. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to get me into that. I, I I ate more pies than Juan Gerard. So, uh, I'm, I'm no one to talk, but, uh, he ended up, uh, being quite the hero with that, uh, long punt there. That was really quite the shock. 
I think a, a lot of people probably would have been shocked at the level of play in their first match, New Amsterdam's first uh, debut match in Nisa. Um, but you were saying that you, you know some of their players, right? So I guess for you, it wasn't that big of a shock. No, it wasn't. It was um, it was more a matter of like, oh yeah, that guy's good enough to be at this level. Oh yeah, that, that guy's good. I mean, uh, Bello had the goal. He, he was with Lansdowne. You remember how good Lansdowne were? Lansdowne boys. Those guys train in... Uh, Tibbets and Yonkers, uh, so you know, really great people that run that club. Um, you know, it's a fantastic thing they've they've done building up that club over the years. Um, you know, I always felt a little sense of uh, comradeship, but rivalry with them, um, especially our affinities with with uh, or or rivalries with clubs over the water and everything. But uh, great guys at Lansdowne Boys, and and Bello is just one of those many players that have come through their ranks and. Uh, so again, it's one of those like, hey, I know him. Hey, I know him. Hey, hey, hey. Um, hadn't really looked at their roster, or you know, sometimes you don't necessarily connect the face with the name. Um, but yeah, um, knowing that that the team is going to be coached by Eric Winalda, I don't know how many days he had with them. Um, you know, that was going to be a challenge, no matter what. That that was clear signal of intent on uh, the part of New Amsterdam that they're going to bring in. Um, you know, someone who's very well qualified to be our national team coach. Um, heck, we all remember how good that Silverbacks team was back in 2013. My word, they were good. Um, Eric Winald is a winner. Um, and uh, I don't know why he left Vegas or maybe he was looking to come to New Amsterdam all along. I, I don't know what the deal was, but, uh, you know, really proud of our manager. Really, you know, think the world of Carlos Mendez. But um, now with Eric Winalda, uh, boy, there's there's a couple great managers in New York. Yeah, um, when they first uh, announced that they were going to come out, I was impressed by their branding and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're starting from scratch, but you know, the idea of of connecting in with uh, the Half Moon and their crest and all that stuff, you know, it again that in and of itself should have been a uh, a heads up that these guys are to be taken seriously. And, uh, you know, credit to them, uh, you know, they didn't get the least bit deflated over our goal, which I thought was just a miraculous shot. Um, and, uh, you know, they stuck around. I, I still think we were the better side. Uh, I watch in a biased way. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I really, especially in the second half, wanted some shots on goal to really, really uh, test Gerard. Um, but, uh, you know, all in all, you know, th this is the start of something potentially really great. Um, there's, again, like I said, so much local talent that uh, we could fill the rosters of several teams in the area and uh, and see no dilution of quality. Um, and I, I, th I think really that's that's the thing to take away. I, you know, um, I was a little in, in some ways this morning. um yeah, pretty much after the final whistle, uh, you know, a couple tweets, uh, you know, it was great hearing Sal on the broadcast team and all that. And then I just uh, went to bed after a, a, a long, draining weekend and uh, was, yeah, you know, you know, despite dropping the points towards the end there, you know, went, went, went to sleep rather satisfied in uh, the comfort of having seen the Cosmos play and knowing the Cosmos was going to play another day. Um, that, that felt like a really great gift in this 2020 um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the more we can, um, see, you know, action like that, 
um, from a local rival, um, the better and better I think it is for, for all of New York soccer and, uh, and for all of Cosmos country. But um, waking up this morning and then seeing a lot of the negativity amongst the fans, um, that my initial reaction was um, it made me sad, it made me frustrated. And, um, you know, people in the five points that I've, you know, been close friends with with seven years or more now um really really uh disappointed in the team obviously last night but um you know my my perspective on everything is that um i don't know how much could have really even been done in the preseason training um obviously players uh you know it's one thing to be fit it's quite another thing to be match fit um and it's it's not like we had the, the opportunity to do a whole bunch of friendlies uh, to get more into match fitness. And uh, especially when you're trying to break down a defense like that and you're trying to slice through and create those opportunities, um, those kinds of things come from the chemistry of, of, of playing together more and more and more. Um, so, um, you know, some continuity in the side from prior seasons, uh, but we've got a, a long way to go. And uh, uh, Nisa is obviously really loaded. Um, I don't know if you saw that Detroit-Buffalo game before on Mike Uju, uh, but boy, Detroit city look really solid. They already wrapped up their, uh, uh, regional, uh, tournament title there. And, uh, you know, big news there, obviously with their, um, uh, fan ownership scheme this week, you know, really big news all around for Nisa this week. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw, you know, I, I, I understood though, uh, the demands of, uh, being a Cosmos fan and the demands on this club. Um, I'm sure Carlos Mendez welcomes that. Um, and he, he knows what he has to live up to, uh, the legacy of this club. But uh, I, I have to confess, I, I wish uh, some of my uh, fellow Cosmos fans would be a little more understanding uh, given these extreme circumstances. And um, as I think I, I, I saw one of your posts on social media, uh, it's all level. It's almost like yesterday didn't happen, right? We're all level with, with two draws in our bracket. It was really deflating, that 1-1 draw, but I was talking to Danny Satella today because Sal said on the broadcast that the Cosmos had over, I think it was like 30-something uh, training sessions, and uh, Danny said that he wasn't sure how much, but due to COVID, uh, maybe they weren't training all together and things like that, so they were coming from a, from a much uh, different uh, standpoint there. Um, but I was trying to explain to Danny that maybe the Cosmos are more prepared maybe than other NISA clubs when it comes to training um, because I think I heard that LA Force uh, in NISA doesn't really have a full roster together. You know what I mean? So when you're coming from that standpoint, um, the Cosmos, say, um, have that advantage even during this COVID-19 uh, crisis. Well, again, you know, I mean, we, we didn't really create the chances on combination play, which I think ought to be the clearest signal that, you know, the okay, 30 training sessions, but under compromised social distancing settings and concerns and protocols. And, uh, you know, being out there suddenly match fit up in the Catskills, man, you know, that, that's, that's a tough challenge. I know all the players are really up for it and, and excited, but, uh, you know, that was tiring. Um, I think, you know, Coach Mendez talked about, you know, at this level you have to maintain your focus, and there was a lapse of that. Um, you know, those fluky kind of route one things. Um, and you know, all of a sudden, boom, that said, I was still at the edge of my seat, figuring the cardiac cosmos could 
still get the three points. Um, I don't know. Did you think that was offside? I, I honestly thought it was just barely offside, but um, it seems like a lot of people thought it wasn't. Um, I don't want VAR, but um, my, my point with that is just one of, okay, even though it was a 91st minute goal, we still could have snatched the victory away uh, towards the end there. If it just would have had the right, you know, hold up or what, what have you. Um, uh, so, it, you know, it, it, we, we, we didn't look bad, but we weren't dominating. And if you don't know the players on New Amsterdam, then maybe their sense of being unknowns to you uh, would, would lead you to conclude that we should just trounce them. But that's, look, that's never going to be the case with a, with a team coached by Eric Winalda, even if he only had a couple training sessions. And, you know, again, the 30 sessions, um, I don't think we had a, you know, a regular preseason in, in the way that, um, that we would have under normal circumstances. These are anything but normal circumstances. And, uh, you know, the, the, the small window uh, tournament that, that we're in right now, you know, going down to Virginia later this week um, to play a couple tough teams, right? Uh, Christos, they made that really exciting run in the Open Cup a couple of years ago, right? I mean, um, these, these opponents are not to be taken lightly. Uh, it doesn't look like Nisa has too many weak sides. Um, so, you know, we, we, we can't take anything for granted um, at, at any point. And certainly not one up or up one nil in the 91st minute. We, we can't take anything for granted. But um, at the end there, you know, at, at the end of the day, we played and we'll play another day. And that, that's, a, that's a glorious thing. David, uh, everyone knows that you're good with words, uh, so we know that this year is the seventh year anniversary of the New York Cosmos uh, since that reboot season. So uh, can you put it into a sentence or a, a couple of words there, um, how this all feels to you in the seventh year anniversary? Oh, yeah, you know, um, thinking about it so much today. Um, yeah, so many funny things from that day. Uh, my daughter was one of the mascots walking out, and... Uh, uh, that kind of stands out to me a lot, her meeting Pelé and, uh, what that meant to her is pretty amazing. My son was a ball boy, uh, on the touchline. I was there with my wife, uh, Japanese TV crew was in our face through most of the game. They asked me to bring my Pelé lunchbox from grade school. <laughs> so I, I had my lunchbox, uh, my Pelé lunchbox with me, uh, as per request for this Japanese crew. And so that was pretty surreal in and of itself, having a TV crew in my face an entire game. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a dream come true, quite literally, in that for years and years I'd had the recurring dream of having to get to the stadium to um, some of my wildest dreams, I guess, it was to play for the Cosmos. Um, other more um, realistic dreams, perhaps, uh, I was going to the stadium to be a fan. And uh, this wasn't a dream. This is reality. And, um, you know, seven years ago, we were really, really ambitious. We were really bold, uh, really, really ready to take on the world. Maybe a little naive in terms of what we were up against and how ferocious the obstacles would be. Um, but, you know, thanks to Rocco Camiso, uh, we're, we're still fighting. Uh, you know, earlier today, I came across a picture of... Uh, uh, Seamus O'Brien and myself after that match seven years ago. And we're both just grinning ear to ear and just so, ha so happy with what had happened, that miraculous, uh, Nacelli goal at the end there. Um, 
the thrill of the Pat Hofstra Stadium, which is, you know, where we had begun, you know, our very first preseason game. We think about Yankee Stadium as the first home of the Cosmos, but the very first preseason game um, was played at Hofstra. That's where the team trained. Obviously, it was home in 72 when we won our first title in 73. You know, when I was a kid, I, I didn't really become a Cosmos fan until, I guess, 76, um, 77 more strongly. Uh, you know, and even that was, I was living in Memphis in 76. Uh, had been born in New York, but, you know, was learning the game of soccer. And so, you know, as, as a New Yorker in Tennessee, it was like, oh, the Cosmos are my team, play, and had my lunchbox, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, then moving back to New York in 1980, uh, being able to see that those great teams at Giant Stadium um, was really a dream come true in 2013, uh, to, to, to see them back out there. And, uh, yeah, you know, especially today, um, then really kind of pinching myself with, with deep gratitude. Obviously, you know, Eric Stover, I, I can't even begin to thank him enough uh, for the, having the, you know, the, 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 the trust in me to uh, have this responsibility with the club. It's just uh, been the greatest honor and uh, to learn from him and see his, his, his uh, hard work and leadership uh, has been really, really fantastic. Uh, to be involved with it, and all the great friends uh, throughout Cosmos Country. It's just just been fantastic, such an important part of my life. And again, that kind of, to me, kind of lessened the, the, the anguish of, of drop points last night, where again, you know, out, 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 out in the front porch uh, yesterday and, and today, I had the a Cosmos flag flying really proudly. And, uh, you know, that's not a nostalgia thing. That's, that's future-looking. And, uh, but again, just a really great thing. I'm really grateful to all the people that have, uh, uh, kept this thing going and, uh, we continue to dream. We continue to dream big and, uh, you, know, you ain't seen nothing yet. You mentioned there, uh, Seamus O'Brien's era of the New York Cosmos. Uh, do you think, uh, the current iteration of the club under Rocco Camiso, uh, do you think the, the philosophy has changed? Uh, because there's no doubt that, uh, we still have that never die, that never give up attitude. You've met Rocco Camiso, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that guy, that yeah. guy doesn't, that guy is a champion. He doesn't settle for anything. Um, he's bold, he's brash, he's smart, uh, you know, he, he's never going to give up the fight. Yeah. And, you know, hey, you know, the legal battle continues. Other people may have just, you know, packed it up and said, ah, you know, this fight's too much. He's fighting for all of us, all of us. And, and, and even, he's, even the entity that he's fighting against, he's fighting for the sake of that. This is a battle for the heart and soul of U.S. soccer. And, you know, he could have taken an easier way out and, um, you, you, I think you used the word error there in terms of Seamus. And I, uh, I, you know, honestly, I disagree with that. Um, I think his vision was, was clear. I think his, his tactics were sound. It, I just think he didn't really ever have any idea that it would have been as difficult as it was. Um, and that we would face what, but again, with the legal case, we'll find out more about what we were really up against. Right. We'll find out more. Um, there was news just the other day, uh, in terms of, you know, hours of deposition for, for experts and things like that, mm -hmm. that, that battle is continuing on. It hasn't stopped. 
Um, and, you know, the resources that it's taken from Rocco to continue on with that fight, um, it, again, remains to me in the, with the same exact objective that we had when we took the pitch seven years ago. That's to make the Cosmos the preeminent club in, in North American soccer, to restore ourselves to um, the place uh, of greatness in, in world football, uh, to, to make the New York Cosmos one of the world's greatest clubs. Um, not just in terms of reputation, not just in terms of, of legacy, uh, but one of the most competitive clubs. You know, I, um, I understand that that tournament down in Orlando was being or is being played with some uh, Champions Leagues, uh, CONCACAF Champions League uh, places at stake. And obviously Giovanni Severisi and his staff are doing great things in Portland right now. Um, but, you know, that's where we want to be in the Champions League, um, you know, to the the World Club Cup. But, you know, I, I don't think our ambitions have has swayed from that at all. So, yeah, we find ourselves in a new league. Um, the NASL is embroiled in the legal case. Um, honestly, I, I, I love the the name and the legacy and the, the iconography, the star-spangled ball of the North American Soccer League. Um, NISA is, is where we need to be right now. It's, it's the only place for us to be right now. Um, but that doesn't come with any sense of compromise at all. Um, I, you know, I, I don't even, I'll be honest with you, John. I, I, I don't care what division people say this is divisions mean nothing to me without promotion and relegation. Now they mean a lot to sponsors. There's no question about that. Um, you know, it's pretty hard to get a great sponsorship deal when uh, when you're being told you're you're in something less than a first division, right? That's a hard sell uh, when you're trying to get massive corporate sponsorships. Um, but again, Rocco Comiso and his largesse, um, he, he's strong. Mediacom is strong. Mediacom family is united around this effort too. Um, so. Um, maybe, you know, a change in tactics, but I think the objective remains the same. Uh, the expectation that the Cosmos are to be one of the greatest clubs in, in world football. And, and I, I don't see Rocco wavering in that one bit. And again, um, you know, we've had Eric Stover at the helm since, uh, 2012 on a day to day basis. And, and, uh, you know, Eric's Eric, he's, he's, he sees the landscape for what it is. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think he sleeps. I don't think he rests. Um, you know, I, I actually heard him kind of laugh a couple of weeks ago. That kind of shocked me. Um, so, you know, I, I think, uh, uh, he, he's mellowing just a little bit as he weathers the storms through and through and through. Uh, but he loves the cosmos, loves the cosmos fan base and, uh, wants what we all want, wants the cosmos to be at the very top and won't rest until that happens. Yeah, um, I was not uh, doubting Rocco's commitment there at all. I was just saying that uh, there probably is a change in tactics, like you said there, with the current climate uh, from U.S. soccer with the lawsuit and maybe with playing in NISA. Um, so. Yeah, you know, don't forget, too, the tactics back, mm -hmm. you know, seven years ago were very much tied in with the network One World Sports. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're a cricket fan. England beat uh, Ireland today in cricket. Uh, so I was a little divided over who I should cheer for, you know, they, uh, England won by four wickets and, um, you know, I think some people became England cricket fans because of one world sport where, where Cosmos are on, um, you know, 
watching on my Kuja last night, you know, it was really cool. That worked, you know, the whole setup. But, um, you know, tied in with that whole notion was the idea of, of a network and things like that. It just didn't um, all come together. But, you know, with any venture, there's risk. Um, and we were, you know, we were at a point there where it looked like it was all going to just collapse. Um, but, it, but, you know, we're still going. So, yeah, obviously, you know, at the level of uh, short-term tactics, um, things have changed. Um, you know, obviously big differences between the side that was out there last night and the side that we fielded seven years ago. Um, but some continuity too. You know, we got the captain, Danny, uh, the former captain is, is, is the manager now and things move forward. So, um, I think we've got a, a lot of, a lot of room for optimism in the, in the future. And, and like I said, that, that, that core objective remains the same even if the tactics have had to be modified. Seven years on, we have definitely met uh, new friends and uh, maybe old friends at the moment, right? And uh, they feel like family now, so I guess that's great uh, to say uh, because we're all one big Cosmos family. Oh, so much. You know, John, it's always great talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your passion for the club, your, your, your knowledge of the game uh, has just grown and grown through the years. And, and seeing, you know, first-team podcast develop has been so cool in and of itself right i don't know how many times i've been on this show every time i i enjoy it so much um you know I, I, if, if any cosmos fans listening right now uh happened to miss eric stover's interview with you a couple weeks ago oh my word that was one of the best interviews i've ever 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 heard him give uh so massive kudos to you for that uh, um you know if you want a clear sense of where we're at and where we're trying to get tactically um that that interview you did with Eric a, a few weeks ago really is uh, kind of makes the blueprint as clear as possible right now in terms of is it a different blueprint from seven years ago? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The blueprints changed a bit, um, but uh, again, that that you know that interview is is a really clear indicator of what that blueprint is right now. Um, and so you know stuff like first team podcast. You know, it's just become a part of my life, you know, the uh, the interactions every day um, with fellow fans and, and uh, former players. You know, I, I talk to Cosmos alums just about every day. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, especially players in the 70s and 80s. I'm, I'm still in really close contact with so many of them. Uh, probably the one person I'm in touch with the most on a nearly daily basis is Clive Toy our first general manager um you know this club means so much to him and to all of those guys who have the great honor of wearing that that beautiful badge um and and we owe a debt to all of those pioneers who did so much uh, to build this club up and they want to see it they want to see it thrive and we've got to we've got to keep plugging away from them um but yeah it's 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 a part of our life it's a way of life isn't it john yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is. And uh, really proud, really proud of, of everything you do and, and what we stand for. Thanks for the kind words, David. Uh, and it's always great talking to you. Great talking to you. Thanks so much. Thanks to Danny Satella and Dr. David Kilpatrick for joining me on this week's episode of First Team Podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I want to end on um, these few words. David Kilpatrick mentioned that some fans on social media were very upset with uh, the late uh, goal from New Amsterdam FC and the Cosmos drawing 
1-1 because everyone knows that the Cosmos should uh, be at a higher level. But the argument is that it's our first match. We didn't have a proper preseason because of the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, Sal, uh, the color commentator uh, for the New York Cosmos, he was saying that the Cosmos had over 30 uh, training sessions. Danny Satella said on this week's episode that that's probably not true. He doesn't know the right number because it was a very limited training sessions throughout uh, the uh, spring and the summer because of COVID-19. They had to have social distancing, maybe limited numbers in training in certain groups. So the Cosmos weren't 100% there when it came to uh, playing in our first match because we didn't have any preseason matches. And and I think this is meant to be our preseason. And that's what I think it is sold to by Nisa, to, to potential clubs, to amateur clubs. You can play... Uh, professional clubs in their preseason gearing up for their proper fall season the one that counts right everyone wants to win a trophy Eric Stover said on the broadcast that he's telling New York Cosmos head coach Carlos Mendez that uh, they are all playing for a trophy so I think that's something that we have to keep in mind that even though it's the first match and we played a a city rival we played a city opposition in New Amsterdam FC it was their first match as well, right? It was their first ever match as a professional soccer club. And I think the thing that we have to keep in mind is that even though we're the New York Cosmos, even though we think we're the better club and we should be the better club, we can't have uh, that arrogance every single day on and off the field because to a point, we realize that we can lose once in a while. We realize that that can hurt us. We remember in the U.S. Open Cup when we played Philadelphia Union's reserve team. I forgot what their club's called, but we lost against an amateur side in the U.S. Open Cup. That's embarrassment, right? We lost against New England Revolution of Major League Soccer a couple of years ago in the U.S. Open Cup. That's embarrassment, right? They're at a higher level, but we were winning. We had a chance to beat a major league soccer club. So for me, the U.S. Open Cup is that uh, is that tracker to see how good the Cosmos are outside of league play, outside of friendlies. So what I'm going to leave you with is don't give up on the New York Cosmos, right? Just because they drew against New Amsterdam FC, I'm disappointed as well, right? I'm upset as well, but it's the first match. And to me, it's a preseason game. Right, and Everett Stover and Cosmos management and Nisa would probably not say that this is a preseason game, but it's not the regular season. And yeah, there's a trophy at the end of the tournament, but we still have a couple of more matches to go. We have to play Christos, and I think we have to play Maryland Bobcats of the UPSL. They submitted an application uh, to join the National Independent Soccer Association, so we will wait and see what. Uh, that announcement will be on that front. It looks like the NISA Independent Cup will be that stepping stone for potential professional clubs because there is that avenue for amateur slash uh, semi-pro clubs that have more ambition, that have more funding, uh, that maybe can get more investment once they uh, can get approved by uh, NISA. So um, I think that's very exciting for the future of the league. We definitely do need more clubs in the league to fill out more of the country, to lower the cost of travel. Uh, but it was explained to me, and I will explain this briefly, is that even though the clubs at the moment are spread out, 
most of the clubs are near uh, major airport uh, hubs, right? So they, they don't have to travel as far as they did in the NASL. When you had to go to Edmonton, it was most likely like uh, uh, two trips. Some clubs had to have connecting flights, two, three flights to Edmonton, to Puerto Rico. So it was definitely uh, crazy expensive to travel with your whole club. At the moment, I don't think travel is cheaper, but I think you don't have to go on those two to three connecting flights, which I think is a better thing uh, for the league, for the players, and for the clubs, uh, because hopefully that will uh, maybe keep the cost down a little bit. So thanks again to uh, Danny Satella and uh, Cosmos Club historian David Kirkpatrick for joining me on this week's episode. I really do appreciate it. Thanks to everyone for tuning in, and stay safe uh, with the tropical storm coming uh, and it is going to hit the northeast so stay safe to everyone listening to this week's episode and as always let's go near cosmos